But we're here for episode one, the official start, the official kickoff of ALHS Tiger Talk. Principal Chris Dibble here with my um, lovely co-host, Jack Skinnis, Michael Olson. How are we doing today, guys? Good. Good. Ready to go. Excited. Awesome. Um, so this is our first official episode. Let's uh, let's give a little background again on who we are. Chris Dibble, Principal. I've been here. This is my third year at, in the Elberly High School Principal role. Three years at Southwest before that, and two years as a dean here at the high school before that. Some band in the background, a little little, little golf coaching, but now I dedicate all my time to you guys here at Elberly High School. So uh, I'll throw to Jack. Jack, what you got? Um, I'm a senior here. Um, I play baseball, basketball. Um, I sing in the choir as well. Mike Olson, um, baseball, wrestle, and play soccer. Um, sing in the choir. Yep. Well, let's go right. Let's go into a couple things that you guys are involved with. Let's talk wrestling first. We have a big event tonight, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What do you got going on, Mike? Tell us. Uh, we got a try try over in Alden tonight. Um, got a few got a few Alden guys on our team, so we're doing a little duel over there. Um, hoping to get that get that gym crowded for tonight. Duel or a try? Try three. Try. Is it yep. New Richland and Century coming to town? Yep, Nerdhead Century. And yeah. Hoping to hoping to take care of business, and then we go back on the road bright and early in the morning too. So, hoping to take care of business tonight and go from there. Awesome! I, I know it's a it's a big event. There's not a lot of parking over in Alden. I want to get there early tonight. This might be a big event. Yep, starts at five. If you guys want to come out, be there. It's a big five o'clock start. Nice yep. early start. Get yep. over there, hit it. And and Jack, what was last night, man? Um, yeah, uh, the boys' basketball team got their first win last night. Um. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a big team win and is is going to be helpful. Hopefully we can get on a roll here and start playing some good basketball. That sounds great. So uh, normally what we'll do at this time is a little activities review and preview of the next week. I don't have time to prep it, to tell you the truth, for episode one because I'm so excited to get to our guest here today. Um, but we'll, normally on a Friday morning we'll go over what we did. Um, you guys can bring in the Tiger Vision stuff. We'll make sure that we have a... Um, a rundown of all the scores and everything. We'll give a quick 30-second, one-minute preview here. But as I said, too excited to get to our special guest today. Um, we're going we're gonna to liven up her microphone here and welcome uh, Ms. Therese Netzer. 18 years total in education. She is the English language arts teacher here at Elverly High School. She's an instructional coach. She's a student council advisor. She's a humanities club advisor watching those awesome movies on Friday afternoon. Let's welcome Ms. Netzer. Hey, <laughs> Thank you yeah, all so yeah. much. So, uh, so Nettie, as you're sometimes uh, known, right? Mm -hmm. um, why don't you give us a little background on uh, what brought you to Albert Lee High School? Well, I graduated from Albert Lee High School back in the day. Um, we were finally free in 2003. And so I actually wanted to come back here. I taught in Alden for nine years first and lived in Albert Lee and then this job opened up that was the reason I became a teacher. Mr. Score was retiring. He left me all his records and books. And I mean, my room is pretty packed with stuff, which some of it is mine and some of it's still his that I can't throw away. And so I came here to get to live my dream, which I get to do every day. So guys, have you had Nettie? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She doesn't throw anything away, does she? Uh, -uh. No. it kind of kind of makes my brain go crazy yeah. when I enter that room. But there's a, yeah, there's a there's historical documents <laughs> yeah, from whenever. Historical. What, what, so you've been here what nine? 
Yeah, something like that. Nine years and nine years in Alden. Funny, my first teaching job was Alden. Mm-hmm. I was in Alden from mm-hmm. 1997 to 2001. Were you guys born? You weren't, uh, were you? Oh, five. <laughs> oh, five. A few more oh. years. Yeah, so I, I started in Alden as the band director down there in 97 to 2001. So I guess I guess great people start yeah. in great places. So And funny that tonight, Mike will go over there yes. and wrestle tonight. So yep. yep, That'll be good. So the main reason Ms. Netzer's in today is we want to talk about semester one and want to get some... Uh, some feedback, not only from the person who runs a lot of our student activities um, in school, but also student feedback here. So let's start with our with our fall activities. Um, for, if we list them off quick, it, there's quite a few. It's football, volleyball, cross country, cross country. We got which tennis team? Girls, girls. right? Girls tennis? Soccer. Do you coach that by any not chance? Not girls. Nope. Not the girls. No oh, girls. just the boys. No, gotcha. What are we missing, guys? What else? Soccer is teams. Oh, soccer. Yep. Yep. Um, does robotic tick up in fall? Do they start some meetings? Play target? Do they have a fall season? I don't see, think so. See how much we know. See, we got to get more people in here to yeah, share no information kidding. with us. But we'll be we'll be good. But overall, I think our our participation numbers went up. Um, new new activities director Dave Langerud's out there, and I know he's doing a lot to try to get people involved. He's been a good good addition with Mr. Durban moving over the district office, and so. Yeah, ball activities. It's not all about W's, you know. We I think our our participation rates are increasing, and that's what it's all about. And as soon as our numbers go up, we'll get you know everything else to turn around. So, well, let's go into the student council stuff. Okay. We had a heck of a first semester. A lot of great things put together by Ms. Netzer. Let's let's go with the spirit weeks first. What do we start with? What was the first one? Oh my! Well, first of all, I would like to emphasize I am not in charge of student council. I am a mere adult figure in the space and the kids come up with the stuff uh they execute it they plan it they run it they reflect on it afterwards and i am very blessed to get to work with so many amazing students i think we have eight we had 80 kids sign up to be in student council which is phenomenal because we do so much stuff so we need so many kids to um help run what we do and that said, if you are out there and you think, well, this stuff is not that cool, or I got some good ideas, join the team. Help us out. We are who our leaders are, so come on out and help us out. But Spirit Weeks, well, I guess probably the first one was uh, Homecoming. You guys dress up for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, and yeah. Jack, me and Jack love to dress up weekly. Yeah, it's. I look forward to uh, looking the weirdest or trying to, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite one from you, I don't know if it was Homecoming or if it was a later one, but you were a duo. Do you, oh, you remember yeah. this one? A little Mario and Luigi for, um, what was that, Winterfest week? That uh, had to be a fall, festival. fall festival. Yeah. Fall festival, yeah. Yeah, because it was the d- dynamic duo. Yep, yep. Okay, that was genius. You guys did a great job. And we love to see Spirit Week uh, participation. So, yeah, and homecoming this year I think went really. Our homecoming isn't being in Alberley because we start a couple weeks before Labor Day. Our our uh, homecomings are always a little bit early. Uh, this year we moved to the Saturday game. Thoughts from the uh, from the students? Um, I feel like the Saturday game itself isn't um, that big of a change, but it, I think it was like a two o'clock game. Um, if it would have been later at night, it would have been better for, I mean, some parents work half days or something on Saturdays. Um, just give them a little bit more time. Okay. I feel just, I feel like Friday kind of, kind of what we're used to and what all the kids have been used to and 
having some uh, Saturday game I feel like people can kind of have conflicts with, um, whether it's students or um, just adults being able to go and watch and support. I mean, I feel Friday, Friday everybody's in school that day. Everybody's probably working a normal day and can feel like Friday night's just a fun, good time to be out under the lights. But So I don't know if you guys ever got the why. On, on why we had that Saturday game, but for those people who are listening to us too, um, there's an officiating shortage out there. Uh, oh, it's tough yeah. to find officials. So everyone, I mean, almost every football program is being asked to um, move one game, well, at least one game to a Saturday. And for us, it just worked out that it was the homecoming one. And then when we looked at it, you know, the football players could be a little more involved with the parade on this one because they could stay around a little longer. Um, the reason we don't do a Saturday night game is because, of course, we have that dance, which has now become a formal dance, um, if, I, if I remember correctly. And it's more, it's more of a dress-up event. You know, go to the game, go home, shower, go out to eat, come back for the dance. So we'll keep reviewing it with student council and see how we do. What, what was feedback from your Well, council? I would say, I mean, I agree. I think it was tough to not have the Friday night game. It's sort of like the big climactic event. But didn't we do... We were going to do Powder Puff Friday night, and it got rained out. Yep. And so we had to make it up on the on the fly, kind of. And we did a volleyball uh, showdown, which was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the craziest activity I've watched in a while. And you two were yep. doing it. Oh, yeah, it yep. was a blast. Yeah, yeah. that was a... Oh, goosebumps. Best part of my high school. Oh, me too. For sure. For Absolutely. <laughs> Well, I mean, and and there was a there was a student section for the juniors and a student section for the seniors and they were, it, it did not disappoint. It no, was, it didn't. It was a blast. That was so wild. I do not remember seeing like that much excitement. And your parents were there too. Oh, That's yeah. what I thought was hilarious. Yep. And your brother too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think we did three. Did we do three Spirit Weeks already in first semester? Oh, we did homecoming. No. We did the fall festival, and then right leading up to the holiday or the winter break. We um, yeah, had a little celebration. winter celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Part of the big winter celebration was a food drive. Um, extremely successful from what I saw. What's, what are our final numbers? Uh, I think we hit, by the, by the formula that we were given to use, I think we hit like 13,000 pounds uh, food and cash combined. And that was so phenomenal because we were about half a week away from the final deadline. And we were, I think we were at like 6,000 pounds or something. And so in the end, everybody showed up and actually we had students' family members donate checks. So it's spread beyond just our student body. And that was really cool. And I think next year we'd like to try to get more community involvement and sponsorship. So uh, I think the end goal always is to support our students and our community, and that's what we were able to do. So talking about supporting students and community, um, <clears throat> I know there's people with food insecurity in our building. We have 1,184 students currently enrolled in the building, and we know there's people out there that struggle to find food. Were we able to help any of our own? Yes, it was your idea, Mr. Dibble, to uh, spe- get get part of that, a substantial part of our donations and bring it right back to our students. So we were able to make up, I think, 22 bags of food to send home with students over break. And then we also got gift cards to Hy-Vee so we could give those to those 22 students. And so 
Um, I think all we can do is grow and support more of our families. And it is so great to be in a community where our students help our students. Our community helps our community. Excellent. That was that must have been like a Tuesday because that's usually when I have my good idea. So we get done early in the week, then I can take the rest of the week off. But, um, so I'm going to get some feedback from our for our students and what you hear on student council on the on the last two things we're going to talk about here. We started this year something called the cell phone responsible or acceptable use protocol. What are you seeing in classrooms? So for people that aren't aware of our protocols, we started something this year with some red lights, yellow light, green lights in the classrooms, um, keeping people off devices as much as we can when it's time to learn. Um, from what I hear from teaching staff, it's gone over pretty well. Uh, but I would like to hear some student feedback and some feedback here from our uh, student council advisor and what you might hear from students. Um, I feel like it's kind of almost a give and take. Um, I feel like most of the teachers are like, hey, give me your time so you can learn. Um, and for 30 minutes, I'm going to teach. You're going to listen. Um, and then I'll give you some work time. And in that work time, if you need to listen to some music or check your phone, they will allow you to do that as long as you stay concentrated on your work, which I feel like works out a lot because um, you get that time at the end, obviously. I mean, it's not like you're sitting there watching Netflix or something, but you get that time. Yeah, because that's blocked need. for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. But, no, I, I feel like it's working well. Yeah, I think it's been good. I think at the beginning of the year, everybody was kind of skeptical about it, kids and teachers, I think, but... I think just having a clear red, yellow, green kind of and a, something that we know telling us what we can and can't do with our phones and when we can and can't have them, I think just giving the kids that that direct message um, is kind of just showing them, showing them a good way to go about their class and their day. So, so you get you get to have some good discussions with those eighty kids. Anything come out of that that's you've heard? I think I agree with the guys. I mean, at first there was some skepticism, and kids were not thrilled about it either. But from what we've discussed, and from what I see myself, I feel like if you make the expectations clear, the kids will rise to the challenge, especially if they understand it's for their benefit. And so I think. I mean, my, I think most of my students, my student council would agree that it makes sense and it's work. They're seeing the advantages of it. And I can tell you from the office point, we were re we were prepped and ready to get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of violations in the office every day. We're just ready for them. Let's get them down and figure out what message we're going to send. It hasn't happened. You know, it's, it's teachers are taking care of it in the classroom. I think students are. Yeah, there's a handful, but there's always a handful of students. There's always someone who's going to push some limits. But from what we've seen in the office, it, it's been it's been well received, and we'll, we'll eventually find out if the learn if more learning's occurring. It's got to be because it's you know it was I think it was it was our number one issue in surveys mm -hmm. um, from parents, from teachers, from adults whose you know those fully developed brains are going, boy, these devices could be harmful. So mm -hmm. I'm glad we move forward with that. So the other question I have for you is right before break there and plus at the beginning we were doing what we call attendance sweeps in the hallways where a few times a day we just lock the doors when the bell rings and then anybody who comes down we get about 25 to 30 students that are that are late uh, when we do those sweeps but do you guys notice a difference in the hallways with what we're doing um yeah um I feel like they it's more so like a pride thing like they don't want to get caught so they kind of just gravitate towards their class and I mean they might they might be like oh I don't want to 
be here, but I feel like it kind of forces them to get in a class and like listen. And I feel like that's good for them because they need to learn this stuff to graduate and to move on. Yeah, Mike, why don't you explain how we know that it's time to go to class? We got the music going on in here. Um, once the bell rings, we got three minutes of music, and then after that third minute, it goes off, and when it goes off, you know, you got one minute to get to class, and nobody, nobody should have a problem getting to class in four minutes, um, but for those who do or would rather not go to class and we lock them doors, then <laughs> they'll... they'll Pay the price. Yep. Go down. So it happens. So it's 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 always fun to review the little things that we add to try to make it the expectations a little easier to follow. And I don't know if you've you know if you followed or not, but just taking a look back and what we've added those past few years to try to address those issues. I think that's a it's always good to reflect and take a look. Teacher point of view? Well boy, yesterday was the most peaceful day in the hallways and I just hate to even say it, you know, to jinx it, but it was so nice and I feel like when we do these sweeps and we draw attention to the ones who aren't quite getting it, it starts sinking in a little bit and they start hustling up. And I just talking to some of my more rascally students, they do not like attention being drawn to them that they were not following the procedure or expectation. And so it's, I mean, I think it does stick with them and it's helpful. It's, it's cleaned things up a bit. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. I don't always get the the kind of feedback that, that like that, but it's, you know, especially from the students, it's great to hear that. Um, first of all, you understand what's going on, and then <laughs> and then you kind of know why we do it to try to make it better. Those attendance sweeps. When I said, you know, we got about 30, 30 people that we get, and we make a call home, and we you know set it up. And if they need us to bring their work to them in the office, we can do that. You know, some people call it in school suspension. We just call it a little extra guidance. <laughs> But when you look at our number, I said 1184 students enrolled, 30 is, we're at 97% of our students making it to class on time every hour. That's a pretty good number. Uh, we like to concentrate on that, you know, oh, it's 30 kids. It's 97% of our students doing the right thing. And so I th that's, a, that's a little stat that I like to, to bring up as well. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap because we're coming up on that 20 minute mark and I don't know attention span. It's one year. Remember, one minute per year of um, existence is what we use in our classroom. So a 17 year old student can make it 17 minutes. Um, I don't know what most of our listeners are. I haven't done a lot, but I like to think the 20 minute mark is a good spot to, to call it. So um, Ms. Netzer, thanks for coming in this morning and giving up some of your instructional coaching time to sit down with us and talk. Sure. Um, I'm sure we'll see you in the hallways. Guys, go ahead and thank Ms. Nutzer. Thanks, Nutzer. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yes, Always of course. a pleasure. Thank you so much. Big round of applause <laughs> there, there for you. Um, we are going to have a special episode, guys, next week because um, we are being sponsored by the Minnesota Association of Secondary School Principals and the Minnesota Elementary School Principals Association. There's a Principal for the Day event coming up next Tuesday. And we will have State Senator Gene Dornink with us. And he's going to come to our instructional leadership team meeting Tuesday morning. Then he's going to roll right into a special edition of ALHS Tiger Talk. And in Ms. Netzer's seat over there will be Senator Dornink. So oh, yeah. um, that will be uh, Tuesday, January 9th. That should launch right about the noon time, 11 o'clock noon too. So if you want to hear what uh, Senator Dornink has to say, uh, join us back here. As always... We um, will take suggestions for anything you have. You can email suggestions to chris.dibble at alschools.org. 
Uh, we are also going to be adding a YouTube side to this. If you want to wave to the, the camera up there, there's going to be a YouTube link. You can search for YouTube at Albert Lee High School. You'll see our channel. And what's, what's your link? Do you know what it is? ALHS Tiger Vision is the answer. And so you know know you've you've got that coming. Uh, Jack White, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, ALHS Tiger Talk is produced by Albert Lee High School Principal Chris Dibble and hosted by Principal Dibble, Michael Olson, and Jack Skins. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers who do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Albert Lee area schools. Theme and transition music includes Hot Swing and Acid Trumpet. It's composed by Kevin McLeod through Incomtech and licensed under Creative Commons. A link to the license can be attained on the ALHS Tiger Talk website. Special thank you to Albert Lee Community Education and the Albert Lee Area Schools. We'll see you back here next Tuesday.